I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life that I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught, find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle, and then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd, and today I have with me my daughter, Aaliyah. How are you today, Aaliyah? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm doing super great. Um, Tell me what you're doing with your invitations currently. Well, this Sunday, meaning today, I noticed a lot of different things that different people were doing for Hmm. their callings and other whatever they are you know just trying to be good people so we had like a musical program so that was a bigger thing that i noticed was the the choir director had you know spent a lot of time putting things together and finding music and planning with the bishop and but then the whole war choir was there and and they spent have spent time like doing the practices and all those things and there's multiple sunday school teachers and they plan lessons every other week and i don't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like other different things like that like i feel like i just noticed and the bishop's wife today, just things like that. Noticing noticing things that people are doing in the path of their duty. I love it. Look at how tender and grateful Elder, Elder Bednar has made all of us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The original Bednar Index guy has made us all like sappy, gentle human beings. I love it. <laughs> um, Aaliyah, oh, let's see. I had another question for you about... Oh, yeah, it was... Okay, so you are our um, millennial slash Gen Z. You're really Gen Z, but yeah. we don't have a millennial really. Actually, Rivka, are you a millennial? No, no. I'm tail end of Gen X. Yeah. yeah, Gen X power to the, or you know down with the man <laughs> kind of people. That's who we are, Aaliyah. So you're you're representing Very. the young among us. What do you do <laughs> over Christmas break when your whole schedule is totally changed to keep up with your gospel invitations oh um (laughs) the fundamentals (laughs) fundamentals (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean same as i always do set a goal make some plans follow up at the end of the week (laughs) i'm i'm pretty sure at some point rivka told us that you don't have to engage with your invitations when you're on vacation (laughs) (laughs) that was at thanksgiving I don't forget when my schedule's thrown out the window, but I will try not to forget for these next two weeks. Okay. Uh, So that was the point I was getting at. When your schedule changes, it's hard to keep doing those holy habits because you have to be more intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So what happened, Burke, was Aaliyah said she wasn't doing any invitations because it was Thanksgiving and Rivka jumped on the train and was like, well, yeah, that sounds good. I'm not doing it either. (laughs) Well, unless you think that I'm throwing rocks from a glass house it's absolutely true because i still did not this week work on my invitation two weeks in a row and i don't even have an excuse other than i don't know i just didn't get to it so it's it's life you know sometimes you're blind and you can't read the teleprompter you just do the best you can (laughs) do the best you can rivka how about you tell me what's going on with your invitations so today um before and after church i did ministering interviews with some of the sisters and i had two of them 
uh, thank me for my service in the Relief Society presidency and give me some words of encouragement. And so I found myself kind of on the flip side of the invitation I've been working on, which is to recognize the work that people do and try to express my gratitude. And then I was reminded as we were talking about our, uh, or we were doing the last podcast, um, you had asked Aaliyah what are ways that she had sustained people. And I thought them saying that to me was extremely sustaining. Um, like I, I felt that from them. And so I took a minute today to kind of be on the other side of that and acknowledge how um, strengthening that was for me and how it made me feel to have someone express that to me. And I thought, this is why I'm trying to be better at that because I want, I want to be able to help other people feel that um, as they are serving. Awesome. That's a, a great reinforcement, right? To just feel that yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, serving in the church takes a lot. It, it does. It's hard. It's part of the reason we're asked to do it. Um, but it's always a sacrifice. And so every person who is serving in any way is making a sacrifice to do that. And it's really great to have awesome. that acknowledged sometimes. Yep. I, I love it. Well, I have been working on drenching myself in the scriptures for a long time now. And I can't remember if I reported this last time. So I suddenly found myself through two of the things I've been working through for a long time. Um, somehow the app calculated the Book of Mormon wrong. I told it to have me finish at the end of the year, and I suddenly finished like a week ago or something. Um, so I was reading Come Follow Me and the Book of Mormon and other things, and all of a sudden I, I was done with the Book of Mormon. Um, and then I finished that book, Witness for His Names by Elder Holland, and I have you know, tagged, I think 120 references or so in my scriptures with the names of the savior. And that has been really, really fun. And, um, so I'm basically done with that. <clears throat> so now going forward, I've solidified my plans for 2024. I'm not going to try to do everything, which is my inclination. Um, <laughs> I'm going to focus on the book of Mormon. I'm going to focus on the Abrahamic covenant within the book of Mormon. And I did a really good job at memorizing New Testament scriptures for like the first quarter of the year. And then I, I, as the moving stuff started happening, I totally bombed out on that. I'm going to try to memorize every single doctrinal mastery scripture from the Book of Mormon this year while we're studying it. Ooh. And then if I have time, I'm going to read that chesed stuff that Rivka sent me in another book that I have called Relational Grace. So nice. those are my concrete plans. I'm ready to go and I'm looking forward to the new year. So it's going to be awesome. Okay. With that, we're going to move into our talk. Walking in Covenant Relationship with Christ by President Emily Bell Freeman, Young Women General President. Of course, some of you have heard her podcast or read her books or watched her on Instagram or YouTube. She's very well known in the church before she got this calling. Um, <clears throat> and normally we are talking about the things that really sort of moved us or inspired us. I wanted to start with a pet peeve. I want to get it out of the way. I might be an outlier. So if I'm an outlier, you tell me that. And then and then we will move on. Okay. So she tells a story about at the beginning about going to Israel, walking the Jesus trail and breaking her ankle before she goes. And the guide says, well, you're not going to be able to do that. And she says, well, there's nothing that prevents me from trying. 
The guide gave a slight nod and we began. I love her for that, for believing I could walk the trail broken. So she uses the word broken multiple times in this talk. And I got to say that word drives me crazy. Um, (laughs) And, and here is why. And with all due respect to people who use it and feel that word deeply, I'm not trying to criticize anyone, but words have important meanings. Broken really sounds permanent or irreparable, or it it implies to me when people say it, that there's no fixing the situation. And that implies they're beyond the reach of the savior and the atonement. So perhaps that's not how they mean it. Maybe it is how some people mean it. Um, But I did, I sat with somebody once who was like, I'm just broken. And, you know, there's nothing we can do. And it's all over. They were, they had the sorrowing of the damned, basically. And I had a long talk with them about how savior, the savior, the one was the one that was broken for us. We might be hurting or injured or bruised, but he's the one who was broken so that we can be whole. Um, so I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Every time I hear it, it, it's super popular to say now it's very common. People are always like, I'm broken. I just want to jump up and be like, you're not broken. You're not broken. You are a child of God and the savior was broken for you and you have an eternal destiny, but I don't ever do that. Um, so Aaliyah, your generation uses this word a lot. I don't know. Am I way off the mark? Am I three standard deviations above the mean on this one? (laughs) Um, you're asking the wrong person because that's not something I feel, uh, like that, like deep, like to me, the word broken implies a very deep rooted something. Yeah. It, it also, I hear it a lot in the context of like something is inherently wrong. Like That's what, my mind yes. or my body is broken. Like I have these issues that I'm yes. dealing with because I'm broken, like inherently flawed, which is true because we're in a fallen world, but also. But so not true also because you have. Yeah, we're divine. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. I think it can be. An interesting word, and I agree that it is very powerful, as many words are. So, I think I, take I it, think take that power, for what you need it to be. I guess I think the power of labeling yourself that way c- should not be underestimated, and and potentially puts a wall between you and the atonement. Is how I have seen it happen. All right, but Rivka, well, what do you think? Well, I definitely think that. I mean, I think that's what she's getting at in this talk. Mm-hmm. Is exactly what you're saying because she says things like. With Enoch, he was blinded by what was broken in him, but it didn't make a difference, mm-hmm. you know, and his, the whole point was, it doesn't matter if there's something about you that isn't working right or is wounded or injured. Um, because, you know, I mean, some people are born and they do have bodies that aspects of it are broken. Like it's not mm-hmm. going to be fixed in this life. But her point is it, that doesn't make a difference. You can still do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've always found it interesting. So many prophets express concern about their calling and Enoch is the classic example. And she highlights that the end thing that the Lord says to him is walk with me. But what he said to Enoch first, it wasn't, it wasn't empathy. It wasn't validating. It was, um, you know, just go and do it. Like I asked you to do it. So just do it. And at the end he says, walk with me. So he's basically saying, you know, have faith. I'm going to carry this and you don't need to worry about it. Um, so it, it's just an int- It's so different from how we approach it in the modern era. So, yes. 
Well, I didn't mean to take that over. Burke, do you have anything to add before we go on to the rest of the talk? Nope. All right. <laughs> well, um, somebody out there disagrees with me. Feel free to write me an email and explain. Um, and maybe it's just my own life experience. I've had hard things, um, sorrowful things, loss, broken family, you know, broken home, if you will. But I, I, I think just using that word, labeling yourself that way is so powerful. And um, instead, think of the one who was broken for you and, and uh, can heal all wounds. So wipe, wipe away all tears, as Revelation says. All right, let's go on, um, and we'll start with Rivka today. Rivka, so you talked a little bit about what you think the point of this talk is. Um, do you have a fundamental doctrine quote you want to read and anything else you want to expand on for that? Yep, he says, or she, <laughs> Sister Freeman, she mm -hmm. says, as your trail will demand, so his sucker will be. And she just took some artistic liberties with a line from the hymn, How From a Foundation. And I love it. Yeah. As your trail will demand, so his sucker will be. That for me was was the fundamental doctrine and idea in this talk. Um, <clears throat> he does not, she talks about it some other places. He doesn't, he doesn't fix all the broken things about us all the time or, or the wounded things. Sometimes we get to carry those. Mm -hmm. um, and, oh, she says this a little earlier, like Enoch, we must remember that the one who was bruised and broken for us will allow mortality to do its work in us. But he doesn't ask us to face those challenges alone. Um, and then a little after that, um, well, just after, after she says, as your trail will demand, so his sucker will be, she says, his is a mission of condescension. Jesus Christ will meet us where we are as we are. This is the why of the garden and the cross and the tomb. The Savior was sent to help us overcome, but staying where we are won't bring the deliverance we seek, which maybe is what you were seeing in that person that you were counseling with was this idea that like, because this has happened, because my home is broken or because I made this, you know, mistake or committed this massive sin or because something about my life is is wrong i'm stuck mm -hmm. right and that's what yep. she's saying staying where we are won't bring the deliverance we seek which seems like a very duh sort of statement <laughs> you know but we we can get stuck there where we're like this is hopeless and I think that comes because we think I can't get myself out of this. And we're probably right a mm -hmm. lot of the time. And if we're relying on ourselves first or thinking we have to get ourselves out of this so we can continue walking the covenant path or so then the savior can be our companion. I think that's, that's where we get stuck. And she's telling us he's, he's there. He meets us where we are in our broken home in our our messed up lives <laughs> in the middle of the addiction we're struggling with in the middle of the grief um, we're feeling because of the loss of a loved one he meets us there we don't have to get ourselves out of it mm -hmm. we just we turn to him and then he will give us the strength to continue on the path. And that is what brings the deliverance is our continuing on the path with him. 
Amen. I was I was waiting for a hallelujah from Burke after that. Hallelujah. I was just over here just lamenting that Rivka had read all my central doctrines. <laughs> that's only because she has do. such great understanding of the talk. She so does. I reveled in that while also lamenting. Indeed. Rats. <laughs> to, to sum that up, she's just, I'm going to put two sentences together. His is a mission of condescension. So he'll meet you where you are. His is also a mission of ascension. He will lift you up. Um, yeah. Wow. What a beautiful summary, Rivka. Amen. Um, Burke, do you have another fundamental doctrine you want to read? Absolutely. I marked a bunch of them in this one, but they all go together. <laughs> um, and actually this one got brought up, I'm pretty sure by Aaliyah during our last talk. I remember thinking, great, she already ruined it. But firing. It doesn't matter your age or your condition, you can walk with him. Hmm. And I like that. I know I've brought up a bunch of times in the past how it seems to me the overarching plan of Satan is for us all to be alone. And the overarching plan of God is us for is for us to never be alone. Hmm. So Wow. I am just going to sit in that for a moment. Fantastic. Okay, Aaliyah, I think we're on you. And mm -hmm. tell us your fundamental doctrine. Well, this goes along with the... Um, by the time this episode is released, it will probably be around closer to New Year's, I guess. Also, Dad, you were talking about a lot of your New Year's goals. So, here's a, um, a comment on goals and plans. She says, I decided right then and there I wanted to walk that trail, so I began planning a trip to Israel. So mm. she set a goal, which is not something easy to do. Like, you don't just randomly happen to be in Israel <laughs> uh, if you live, you know, far away like we do. So she started planning a trip to do it. And um, a lot of times people miss one or the other or both in their you know, life, they either don't have goals or things that they're aspiring to, or they do and they have no plans to accomplish them. And so therefore they don't ever happen. And so, um, preach my gospel <laughs> teaches this principle really well. Um, and if it's in preach my gospel, it's clearly from God. So <laughs> goals and then plans and then follow up. That's the cycle that we have to, uh, to do to, and then she did and she accomplished her goal um, with the plan she had set, even though things went wrong and not the way she had done, like wanted them to go, but she still did it anyways, because there was always people to help her do it. Ah, I love it. Y'all, that was the most Aaliyah fundamental doctrine ever, wasn't it? <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yes. So good. <laughs> I mean, this and also talk. just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. <laughs> This beautiful talk, and she's like, I planned a trip to Israel. <laughs> <laughs> it teaches yeah. doctrine. It teaches doctrine. It does. It does. It does. I love it. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on. So a lot, you know, she talks a lot about this. She plans the trip. She breaks her ankle. People help her along the way. Um, and she's using that as a, a teaching moment for the Savior helping us, meeting us where we are, and pulling us to higher planes. And then... She says she came home. She heard people asking these questions. Why should I walk the covenant path? Um, you know, why do I need to go to the temple, etc.? And then she gave for me one of my favorite general conference paragraphs that I maybe have ever read. Yeah. It is 
absolutely stunningly amazing. And it's just like the young men's theme or the young women's theme. Like you could stick this on your mirror and say it every day, the rest of your life. I mean, it's incredible. So um, anybody want to read this who just felt really impacted by it? I think you should. Okay. Well, I will read it. I loved it when I heard it and I loved it as I read it again. Here it is. She, so she says, each of us will have to discover our own response to these deeply personal questions. Here is mine. I walk this path as a beloved daughter of heavenly parents, divinely known and deeply trusted. And I'm going to interrupt. I encourage everyone to go read this because she italicizes a bunch of words to emphasize them. And she has a ton of footnotes. Mm-hmm. So you could spend hours just studying this. It's so good. As a child of the covenant, I am eligible to receive promised blessings. I have chosen to walk with the Lord. I have been called to stand as a witness of Christ. When the path feels overwhelming, I am strengthened with enabling grace. Each time I cross the threshold of his house, I experience deeper covenant relationship with him. I am sanctified with his spirit, endowed with his power, and set apart to build his kingdom. Through a process of daily repentance and weekly partaking of the sacrament, I am learning to become steadfast and to go about doing good. I walk this path with Jesus Christ, looking forward to the promised day when he will come again. Then I will be sealed his and lifted up as a holy daughter of God. Wow. So good. So good. Um, Aaliyah, what were your thoughts as you read through this? I, I love this because especially in our earlier, um, you know, experiences with the church, it's very natural and normal to rely on, you know, this kind of these ideas from other people. But it's so powerful when you can get that for yourself and you can say these kinds of things from a deep place from you, not just because you've heard them before or because other people are saying them because you really believe it and you felt that difference that it's made. Um, Like she says, she's been sanctified and endowed and set apart and strengthened. And those aren't just like, I don't know, like you can't make up those feelings. Those are things that you you experience consistently enough to where you notice them and they become a significant part of your life. And so it's really cool when you can hear other people with those experiences and then reflect on your own. I love it. So I'm going to rephrase what you just said, Aaliyah. So she put words to the conversion that happens inside your heart, mind, and soul as you embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is that right? Yes. Awesome. Okay, Rivka, what were your thoughts as you read through or listened to this paragraph? Um, I think my thought, I mostly I just kept thinking how much of this I, um, resonated with me, that I've had all these same experiences. Um, and so it was, it was a testament to me that this is something that we, this is what we can all experience here. We can all come to know these things about ourselves. We, um, we can all continue to have deeper covenant relationships with 
our Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ, we all can receive these same endowments and powers, um, and we can all go about becoming more steadfast and doing good like Jesus Christ. So, like, I loved how she shared this, and and because I am, um, you know, like as regular as anyone else, and this has also been my experience, I can testify that this is what living the gospel of Jesus Christ can produce within us. Amazing. Thank you. Burke, anything else to add to that? All right. So if you had asked me who Emily Bell Freeman was before this talk, I would have had no idea. <laughs> didn't know her name, didn't recognize her when she stood up. Um, she may be very well known in the church, but she was not <laughs> well known by me. And I specifically remember when she said that paragraph, my heart burned just burned and I had the spirit testify that she was speaking with the power and authority of God. Amen. And it, it was amazing. I like a little bit. I think I came to understand, you know, we see a lot of times in the script, well, not a lot, but in the scripture times when prophetesses are mentioned. And I thought this is what they must've sounded like when they spoke. Hmm. Mm. Amen. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. She absolutely spoke with the power and authority of God here. And she comprehensively summarized our whole gospel experience in this beautiful paragraph with beautiful gospel language and really one gigantic promise because she's saying, just as Aaliyah and Rivka said, like, this can happen to you too. This can happen to you too. You might feel broken. You might feel wounded or bruised. You might feel whatever you're feeling, but this can happen to you as you walk with the Savior. Mm-hmm. So powerful. All right, Burke, let's stick with you. Is there anything else from this talk that you wanted to bring to our attention? All right. So just before that paragraph, she said one of these lines, you know, that reminds me kind of the, you know, want to be happy. Just keep making keep covenants. <laughs> she said, ask those questions. You said, why should I walk a covenant path? Why do I, basically, why should I do these church things? Why should I do the fundamentals? She said, the answer to these good and important questions is simple. It depends on what degree of relationship you want to experience with Jesus Christ. <laughs> why should I do these things? Well, if you don't run a relationship with Jesus Christ, shouldn't. <laughs> oh, yes. The short version of what she just said, you know, a few sentences yeah. later. Yeah, it's I proportional. It. You want more of a relationship? Do more of these things. Awesome. Perfect. Rivka, anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, I don't know. I think that's more of my invitation. Uh, I do. She quotes President Nelson, you know, as they all do. As they all um, do. <laughs> as we all do. <laughs> as we all do. It's true. Um, she said, we call this walking the covenant path, a path that begins with a covenant of baptism and leads to deeper covenants we make in the temple. Perhaps you hear those words and think of checkboxes. Maybe all you see is a path of requirements. A closer look reveals something more compelling. A covenant is not only about a contract, although that is important. It is about a relationship. President Russell M. Nelson taught the covenant path is all about our relationship with God. And I've I appreciated the reminder, another voice of witness, that these covenants that we make are are about and indicative of our relationship with our Heavenly Father and with our Savior, Jesus Christ. More than a checkbox, more than just a list. And um, thank goodness. Because as you as you deepen the relationship and it becomes more 
more than just check boxes and more than just us seeking to meet requirements. Um, our, our ability to receive and comprehend the blessings that he has for us. Um, it's just an incredible, incredible thing because it becomes a relationship, a true relationship. And you come to know heavenly father and Jesus Christ, and you come to know how well they know you. Yeah. Fantastic. And maybe that's another way to think of that paragraph is she's describing, she has a relationship with Jesus Christ and mm -hmm. she's describing what's that, what that's like when you're, when you're covenant living reaches that point and goes past the checkbox point. So, mm -hmm. all right, Aaliyah, any last quotes to bring out from this talk? Yes. I'm going to give a shout out to my own generation. She says, <laughs> you are unusually gifted in gathering others to him talking <laughs> about my generation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's a footnote there. I had never heard this before, but um, it's, he, she's quoting president Nelson from an Enzyme article in 2019. And so I just thought that was really interesting because I, I don't know, like there, there's a lot of, um, I guess pressure is a word, expectation, that's the word. Um, there's a lot of expectations on my generation to, you know, do this gathering as I'm sure there has been, but I, I maybe just because I haven't been around for very long, but it feels like it's been very heightened in mm -hmm. the last handful of years. Um, but it's really nice to know, I guess, that not only is it expected of us, but apparently we, we're we good at it. <laughs> so therefore we can do it. So I like that. This one. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Let's do invitations and promises. And we'll just keep going with you, Aaliyah. And then we'll go Rivka and then Burke. Okay. Um, I like this one that she she's giving it from the Savior, I guess. Anyway, she says, no matter the heaviness of our story or the current course of our path, he will invite us to walk with him. So the like unconditional invitation from the Savior is to walk with him regardless of, in spite of, or because of whatever it is that's going on in our lives at any point in time. Awesome. I love it. She actually um, has talked a number of times about the word unconditional and how that applies to love and the Savior's love. And she talks about, well, that, you know, covenants have conditions and the Savior's love is unending and, um, you know, boundless. But sometimes mm -hmm. the those covenant blessings are, are conditional. So I love that you use that word for this part of it, which is it's unconditional that he will always be there and walk with us no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I like how that word applies in this situation. Thanks for pointing that out. Rivka, how about you? Okay. The context for this one is um, where she is discussing Jacob, who was far from home and in the dark of night had a dream. This is the Jacob's ladder dream. Um, and where he made some covenants. And she said, she including what I like to call the five finger promise. I am with you. I will keep you safe. I will bring you home again. I will not leave you. I will keep my promise to you. And then she says, Jacob had a choice to make. He could choose to live his life simply acquainted with God, the father, God with the God of his father, or he could choose to live life in committed covenant relationship with him. And so the invitation for me from this was that same one for us. We have a choice to make. 
We can choose to live, um, live our lives simply acquainted with God, or we can choose to live life in committed covenant relationship with him. Awesome. Comes down to those choices, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, Burke, how about you? Let's close us out with another invitation or promise. All right. So a bunch of invitations all together here. Um, but she says, begin where you are. Don't let your condition hinder you. Remember, pace or placement on the path are not as important as progress. So that's the second time in this conference session it's been reiterated that direction is more important than speed. Um, And she follows up there. Ask someone you trust who is on the covenant path to introduce you to the Savior they have come to know. Learn more of him. Invest in the relationship by entering into covenants with him. And then I'm going to read my fundamental doctrine again because it is the blessing, and that is that you can walk with him. So Awesome. I love it. Beautiful way to end it. Powerful talk. And if you do nothing else, go back and read that paragraph. I encourage all of you listening to do that. It's so good. And thanks all of you for your insights. I really enjoyed talking about this with you. The next one we will discuss is Bearing Witness of Jesus Christ in Word and Actions by Elder Adelson de Paula Perea, something like that, um, of the seventy. I should just let Aaliyah say those those names. Um, so in the meantime, you can get a hold of us by emailing us at words of the prophets podcast at gmail.com or messaging us or commenting on our Facebook and Instagram at words of the prophets podcast. Awesome. So thanks for joining us today. And until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the spirit and you listen by the spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.